do it anyway. Because whether it's fear of failure or fear of the million other things there are in this world to be afraid of, there's always going to be a potential reason to hold you back from choosing to invest in yourself. Hey, fellow nurses, welcome to the best place for you to learn all about nurse coaching. I'm Heather. And I'm Peter. We're co-founders of the Nurse Coach Collective, where we've helped thousands of nurses find more freedom and fulfillment by training them to become board-certified nurse coaches. If you want to help your patients prevent, treat, and reverse disease through holistic lifestyle coaching. If you want something more from your nursing practice, then head on over to nursecoachcollective.com. Together, we're transforming healthcare one conversation at a time. But for now, let's jump into today's episode. All right, nurses, nurse coaches, welcome back to the Nurse Coach Collective podcast, where today we have an exciting treat for y'all, where we are getting to know Heather Lapidus. Yeah, it's the my woman, turn, the baby. myth, the legends. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heather, I'm super excited to be able to have the opportunity for everyone else who's listening to be able to know what I know about you, which is that you are an incredible nurse coach. You have this super, super caring heart. You are this ferocious entrepreneur and also just this overall really caring compassionate, fun-loving creature who's just amazing at living life and really, really great at balancing the world of personal and professional things. So I'm really honored to have the opportunity to allow you all in a little bit of insight into this amazing human. So you ready? I'm ready. Thanks, Peter. You can introduce me any day. <laughs> awesome. I'm also a little bit nervous. <laughs> you know be on the spotlight it was tons of fun last week to get to interview you and now i feel like i'm sitting in the hot seat yeah okay well i am turn it up i'm I'm ready for it bring it on (laughs) Uh, well i think maybe then let's start by keeping it simple start by keeping it simple and giving a little bit of a history of how you got into the healing arts how you got into into nursing and then ultimately nurse coaching. Like, what did that trajectory look like? I was not one of those people who always knew that I was going to be a nurse. In fact, I really never even entered the entertained the idea until I was already out of my first college experience. Um, I, I did grow up in a family of healers. My mom is a psychoanalyst. My dad is a psychiatrist. My sister studied psychology as well helping people, connecting with people, talking about feelings and emotions. That's kind of like the stuff that I lived and breathed in my home life. So naturally, that paved the way for me to go to what I call first college, um, my undergrad liberal arts degree in psychology. And I sort of thought that was going to pave the rest of my future until I graduated and realized Like there was something else. There was something else missing. And for a long time, I didn't know what that was. And then I started to realize that I wanted more than the psychological components of health. I wanted more than the mental and emotional. I also wanted to understand the medical side of things and the physical side of things. I didn't know what to do because I had put in all this work to get this degree. And now all of a sudden I wanted to pivot. It was tough. And it was like... 
right at that age in that moment in life where everybody's asking you like, so what are you going to do? And what's your career going to be? And what job are you going to get into? And all I knew at that point was what didn't feel right, what didn't quite feel like it, but I didn't know what did. So I decided to take some time and focus on me focus on doing the things that I loved. So I gallivanted off to South America where I lived for three years as it turned out. And my primary goal for, for that was discovering myself, becoming independent, proving to myself that I could like move to a foreign land and get fluent in another language and survive and thrive. And that was going to be my finding myself time. So in addition to teaching English and doing fun stuff, I started volunteering in every single setting that would take me so that I could get all of the like hospital, medical, rural wellness clinic experience that I could get my hands on in order to figure out what do I want to do? What do you I want to do when I grow up? You could just like, hey guys, hola, I want to volunteer and they would just let you volunteer right in the hospital or like, where were you? Where, where, what countries were you in? Things work a little bit differently, or at least they did at that time in the countries that I was in. Um, I mean, I was all over. I was in Chile. I was in Peru. I was in Ecuador. I had this awesome, awesome volunteer gig in Ecuador that changed my life working in this tiny little rural health center on the coast where I could go out on my lunch breaks and watch whales jumping in the jumping in the distance. And and actually, that was the the gig that I had that really threw me into nursing because um, I met this incredible nurse who was one of my very first role models. And she introduced me not only to like the medical side of things, which at that point was fascinating for me and I probably shouldn't say this out loud because I know now that this is like so far outside of my current or at the time scope of practice that didn't exist and my against my code of ethics, but where I was and the rules that didn't really exist in that small clinic in Ecuador, me being a volunteer there meant like I could watch one and I could do one. I could give any medication that this nurse could give. I was what? doing injections. I was taking out sutures. I was cleaning wounds, you know, like stuff that I was literally just learning to do the day before. It was amazing. So I got this crazy adrenaline vibe from doing all of the the task side of nursing. But I also had this amazing role model who really taught me to be a human with other humans and to be so loving and compassionate and kind and and such an important pivotal role in these moments that were you know, the most vulnerable or challenging or devastating moments of somebody's life. This is definitely a vulnerable story here. But we had an infant come into the wellness center who didn't make it. And it was too late for any life-saving measures to be taken. And afterwards, part of her role as the nurse at this clinic was to go be with the family and to sit with them and to explain to them, like, what happened and why and to hold space and I remember being on this, you know, little little open air buggy on the way back from the house, back to the clinic. And, and she just looked at me and she said, so this is part of what it means to be a nurse. It's not just the injections and the memorizing medicine. It's being with people 
in these moments. And that was like, just like, that was the first time I felt like, oh, this is it. Like, this is the work that I want to be doing. And then we got back to the hospital and she looked at me and she said, you ready to go see the next patient? I was like, no, I thought we were taking the day off to go like cry in a corner and mourn. And, and that was also such an important lesson was like, this is also what it means to be a nurse. You do these really hard things. And then we regain composure and we go on to the next thing. And while that was super challenging for me, it was also this invitation to be like the, the most powerful version of myself to most powerfully serve and support others. So you're in Ecuador. Yep. On some beach taking lunch breaks, watching whales, while also like going around visiting in the community and essentially like shadowing a nurse and she's just allowing you to do everything um, alongside of her, which is pretty, pretty wild. And is all of this in what language at this point? All this is in Espanol. In Espanol. You are now like super bilingual, which I love. <laughs> I love being able to like when you drop into into. Espanol, Heather, is like a different person kind of comes out, sort of, not really, but... I do. I have a, a bit of a two personalities that exist. A little flair that yeah. comes out. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about like, that's where you really started to learn medicine was in South America and through the, like when you learn something in a different language, like it's always going to give you a different perspective on it. So like, how did that shift things for you when you came back to the States and decided that you wanted to pursue nursing like how is it different here versus there so i think the different language is a small part of it but it's also this entirely different culture everywhere you go there's a different culture of what medicine is and is not what nursing is and and isn't and so i really fell in love with this side of nursing that i got exposure to there the ability to go to the patient's house and really be with them the ability to sit down with somebody who was starting a new medication and and be able to educate them around the medication, but also around how all the foods that they might or might not eat would interact with that medication. You know, I just sort of naively thought these this was the way nursing was practiced in every setting anywhere. So when I eventually came back to the States and I, you know, did all of my prerequisites, I worked really hard so that I could get into an accelerated nursing as a second degree program, uh, which was wild for anybody who has done that experience of an accelerated nursing program, you know how that's pretty much your life for 15 months, as it should be if you're learning to become a nurse. I mean, 15 months is like just the, the minimum it could possibly take. And it's consistent day and night learning and work. It's also crazy that like you can learn, like after your free recs are done, you can learn it everything that you need to at least get licensed to at least get licensed yes exactly yes to be able to enter with some degree of knowing what you're doing and then we do what we always do as humans and nurses and we figure it out as we go right i came in with all of these really big ideas and really big dreams for how it was going to look and how it was going to feel and then i entered into my first nursing job as an icu nurse which is where i stayed for my entire career at the bedside And it was a bit of a reality shock for me. I did love it. And I was enthralled by the complexities of the the world that I was in and the science. Um, But but the humanness, the connection, the 
holistic and the well-rounded approach that I had thought I might find there was definitely missing, lacking, one might say. Okay, so how did you know, how did you know it was lacking? Like, were you like, this isn't like how I was practicing in Ecuador? Or was there something else that was helping you to come to that understanding? Like, what was the switch? What was the switch for you to be able to realize that? Because that's not like something generally that kind of you suddenly wake up one day and you're like, oh, this isn't exactly it. That's something that tends to transpire over time. Yes. Part of it was that I had this point of reference that, um, you know, I was kind of holding in this idealistic way. Now, like, let's be clear, the healthcare system that I was working in or volunteering in when I was in South America was like less than ideal in many different ways. But I, at that time, I wasn't looking for the flaws. I was looking for the things that excited me and inspired me versus when I became became a real nurse uh, and I was in the system and and I was doing the work. I could really see both sides of things in a different way. I knew that I was going to be challenged in the role of an ICU nurse. That's a big part of why I wanted to start there is because I wanted to challenge myself. Um, and I... I saw this whole trajectory that I was going to become, you know, the the best, most confident kind of badass nurse I could possibly be. I was going to go do rapid response. Maybe I was going to do flight nursing. And then, you know, eventually someday I would go back to school and become a nurse practitioner. Like I sort of had all of this in my mind. But once I was doing it, I, I, I it's hard to put my finger on, but it was a continual feeling of like, something's missing. There's some level of connection that's missing. There's some feeling of being out of alignment. There's, you know, all the things most nurses tend to talk about, right? The over, over focus on pharmacological interventions, the not enough time to really sit down and connect to the person that you're caring for, you know, not being able to have those conversations that are addressing somebody's whole person and their whole life and lifestyle and instead focusing on these, you know, momentary fixes that are just the reactionary care, the band-aid after the problem has already happened. And and so more and more I was feeling like I, I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to move away from that and I wanted to do more of the the connecting, the whole person caring, the coaching been your jam towards the whole wellness, time. which has been my jam the whole time. It's always been like about the helping and about the people and about connecting. I guess I just thought there was going to be more of that in the typical nursing role. And maybe back in the day there was, um, but that wasn't my experience. And it was hard. It was really, really hard and disheartening. Yeah, and I think when you, when you couple that with also learning how to be a bedside nurse at the same time, it can be like really overwhelming and uh, pressing, pressing, you know. Overwhelming for sure and pressing, like literally depressing me as a human being. I mean, I don't want to paint this in a, in a super dark light because I also loved the work that I was doing. I had an amazing job. I had amazing colleagues. Like I kind of had the we had a pretty ideal, good schedule. I had a, I could pick my own schedule. Like as far as nursing gigs go, from what I've heard, like I had it pretty pretty sweet. And yet, I think there was a combination of things happening. And on the one side, it was like in my professional life, I was doing work that I wasn't totally feeling in alignment with. 
And then on the personal side of things, something about that role and that lifestyle, you know, I was commuting potentially two hours a day to have to get to where the hospital was. I was working night shift for three years in a row, which night shift is for some people and thank you for existing. It was very, very hard for me. You know, I ended up having to have a separate apartment down by work and living these really just divided two different lives that eating literal cans of beans. <laughs> yes. eating literally, You always remember that part, but it was, I was so exhausted when I would get off shift that it was like, what can I eat? Can of beans, open, eat, go to bed. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a, it was a pretty robotic. Yeah, you had like a crash pad with like half a dozen other commuting nurses you guys kind of just like shared this weird grungy house apartment that was just for cans of beans and sleep <laughs> i don't know that anyone else was doing the cans of bean thing but i did what it took to to make it work in that role at that time and to be able to continue to show up right because i wasn't ready to, to like quit by any means or throw in the towel i wanted to put in my time i wanted to trust that it was going to get better um, you know, I kept hearing over and over again, people would say, you know, it takes three years before you really feel good and really feel confident. So I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick to the plan. Yeah. Keeping my eye on the prize and hoping that at the end of that, I was going to feel feel that certain way. And then what? Like, how did you go from that into nurse coaching? Like where when did that break happen? And then I didn't I didn't feel that way. I, I never f felt that way. I deeply fell in love with the identity of being a nurse. I loved to be a nurse and to be a healer, but I never grew passion for the work that I was doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Even though you looked up to so many people at the hospital. I did. Like I was always remember you saying like, I want to be one of the crash cart nurses or the rapid response team uh, because they're just so confident. Yeah. And they are so like really passionate and invested in the work that they're doing. I mean, talk about a humbling experience. For me, becoming a nurse was so incredibly humbling because here I was, you know, an adult stepping into a job. It, it seems like it should be relatively smooth. And I became a version of myself who I didn't recognize. I mean, I... I I was so anxious. I was so stressed. I was so lacking confidence um, that it was it was something that I was humbled by every single day and I struggled with every single day. And and so I say, you know, I don't want to paint this in a dark light, but the truth is like the real true true of my experience is that I had some pretty dark, dark times being a nurse uh, and I didn't feel like myself a lot of times. And I was so incredibly burnt out so soon in my career that it, it felt like there was something wrong with me for feeling that way. And that was true in a professional realm. It was true in a personal realm. Like my just my whole life seemed like I won't say my life was falling apart. You're like living for your days off. Yeah, I was living for my days off. And and my health was definitely, definitely struggling as well, just between being tired or like I had constant stomach aches and headaches and stress. And Dude, you ate so many quesadillas. I just, yes, I was just <laughs> eating, eating like whatever I could possibly stomach at 
three in the morning on night shift because, you know, it's hard to eat eat healthy and really take care of yourself. You needed a nurse coach on your team. I, I desperately needed a nurse coach on my team, anywhere in my realm, anywhere in my radar. But I didn't have that at that time. And I think what really happened, because there's a part of me, and this may be uh, one of my greatest weaknesses or one of my greatest flaws, which is I can tolerate something for a very long time that is uncomfortable. And I can stay in a place that's not necessarily serving me or maybe there's a better way of doing things. I can kind of like grin and bear it and continue to show up and tell myself a good story for why I'm doing it for quite a long time. And and I think in the realm of possibilities, I could have fallen into that trap of just staying in this role that really didn't fulfill me for, for a long time. But I had an experience when I was driving home after a probably 16 hour plus night shift, um, sitting in traffic for two hours, which adds another two, two hours of being awake. And I ended up getting into a pretty gnarly car crash. And luckily I was Okay. And I made it out the other side, mostly unscathed. As often happens, ironically, when you fall asleep in a car, it's like you relax and you don't get too injured. Get too injured. But luckily yeah. you didn't hurt somebody else. And and like, it's still, I'm still embarrassed about this moment. It's like, I, I, I fell asleep at the wheel. I'm one of those people who worked myself too hard, too long, too exhausted. And I fell asleep at the wheel. So incredibly dangerous. And in that moment of falling asleep, I had this most life-changing awakening, which was realizing that the way that I was currently living my life, the the job that I was in, the role that I was continuing to show up for, it wasn't sustainable. And it wasn't going to be sustainable for me professionally. It wasn't going to fulfill me if I continued on that exact same path. And personally and health-wise, it wasn't sustainable because I was going to get sick or I was going to get hurt or, or I was going to get hurt somebody else you know, something like falling asleep at the wheel. And so that moment changed things for me because it kicked me into gear of realizing like, okay, if this isn't it, and if you're not willing to just sit here and be like, but it might be, but maybe it will be in another month. But what if, you know, and I got out of my own head that I was able to say, all right, let's, let's take a different approach. What else is out there? What can I do? Let me find something else that is going to give me my spark back and give me my passion back. So how did you find it? Like, like, did you find it before or after like that accident, that moment of awakening? I don't really remember that timeline. Yeah. To be honest, I... That was a fuzzy moment of life. I, there was a lot going on. was fuzzy and blurry in that moment. <laughs> um, I actually... Because I was on night shift as well. Yeah. And that'll just... That'll skew your perception and your ability to form solid memories. A hundred, a hundred percent. Yes. Um, so actually, I don't know the the true answer to that of if nurse coaching was on my radar or not. What I do know is that you know how I learned about nurse coaching. You found it. You discovered it. It was like this Peter's over here just mining for gold and scouring the Internet to see what he finds and stumbles upon it and recognizes it as a you know literal diamond in the rough of like what what is this okay i'm intrigued opportunity opportunity and i would love to say peter i would love to for this story to be that 
you came and you brought this to me and I immediately recognized it as like the path that was going to become our future. And I had this aha moment. And then we rode off into the sunset and made it in our life. That is actually quite far from reality. And this is like a side of the story that most people are surprised to hear. Um, for one reason or another, people tend to think like, I must have dragged you into nurse coaching. Is that the story flying around out there? That's I've heard it. I've been asked about okay, it. Okay. Don't worry. I'm here to set the story straight. <laughs> it was actually quite the opposite. Um, you know, I remember you finding that, you getting really excited, and you brought that to me and and I had just about every doubt and every fear that any naysayer on the planet could ever bring to the table. You're know, like the nurses that we talk to and they're like, I got, I got to talk to it with my partner first. Or, or this is, is this, this is too good to be true. Is this a scam? This doesn't sound real. You know, I'm, I'm, yes, I am. Am I going to get anything out of it? Am I going to get, yes. I like all of those questions. I deeply, deeply understand resonate from the bottom of my heart because I asked all of those same questions and I had all of those same fears. I didn't understand it too. And that was a big part of it yet. But, you know, I'd worked so hard to be an ICU nurse. I had this past in front of me, this vision that I thought was my one and only trajectory because it's the only one that I had slowed down to envision and create possibility for in my, in my mind's eye. And so to me, pivoting, taking another course, another training, you know, thinking about leaving the bedside, doing something different, creative, a little bit outside of the box. It was scary as hell. It was really, really scary for me. And it was battling this feeling of like, am I, am I a failure if I step away from this thing that I've been striving for, which is to become a really, you know, happy, confident, fulfilled ICU nurse. So if I can't do that and have those things in that role, am I letting myself down? Am I letting other people down? All of these questions and self-doubt crept in. And that's that's the truth of of my first meeting and introduction with nurse coaching, which now looking back is incredibly normal. Mm -hmm. It's super normal to like have those feelings of doubt and insecurity and that question of like, will I still be a real nurse if I do this? Am I letting myself down? Am I letting others down? Am I giving up too soon? I think three years is a good enough time to like really know if you're into something or not. So you had all those doubts, all that resistance, and yet you still pushed through. Well, I had a wonderful partner who inspired and encouraged me and invited me along for the ride. And um, But I think also, like, I had a lot of energy in that moment in time, yes. right? I was in transition phase, um, and, like, I had just abundant confidence inside of, of nursing realm, whereas you were still really building up your confidence, even though I was like, you're going to feel super confident soon. Like it's going to come, it's going to happen. Like you're almost there because that, that three-year mark is pretty accurate, I think, to be able to build deep, deep confidence in whatever it is that you're doing. But one of your superpowers is kind of poking holes in things mm -hmm. and being able to play devil's advocate or whatever you want to call it. And to be like, well, like, let's just look at it from this perspective. Right. Whereas I can get like hyper-focused on something so much so that I can't like see alternative possibilities of how the story could play out. And you're really good at being like... Well, I think that's one of the reasons why we tend to complement each other pretty well is like, you're a dreamer, at least in my mind. I, you're a dreamer and a visionary and you see these great big possibilities and I love them. And then at the same time, 
I'm often like sitting back here doing what you said, right? Like poking all the holes in it and taking this uber practical perspective and asking all of the like, well, what ifs and what about what about this? And so I think I needed both of those things to feel comfortable moving into the next chapter and taking both of those steps. But, you know, on the one hand, you inspired me and invited me with your energy but on the other hand, I was also looking to you as an example of, you know, the person I was closest to who was a more experienced nurse than I was. You know, you've been doing this work for five, seven, almost 10 years longer than me. And I look to you to be like, do you love bedside nursing? <laughs> and what I saw was you having all of this experience also being ready to make a change and make a pivot. And that was further confirmation for me of Yes, it's possible that I might grow to love what I'm doing, but it's also possible that I could commit another decade of my life to it and then still be ready to pivot. And what if I just took a chance and was willing to pivot and see what happened next if I took a chance on something that was so cool? And the only problem with it was that it seemed like it was too good to be true. And so... When something seems too good to be true, we fill in all those pieces with like the doubts and the and the fears and maybe it is, but you know, maybe it's not. Seems like it was too good to be true. And it was a good chunk of change for us as well. I think that also was like a deciding factor, especially when you're talking about two people going to the same time. Yep. Right. It was like, whoa, okay, we're just kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we still split burritos right now. We're not <laughs> we're, <laughs> trying to go drop all this scroll, but you know, it ended up make, making it really good. Hey, hey, quick detour from the episode. We wanted to let you know that our next training is starting soon and there's still time to enroll. You get everything you need to become a board certified nurse coach, a world-class learning experience, expert mentorship, and access to the most amazing community of like-minded nurses. We have a limited number of spots left and our courses always sell out. So if you've been thinking about becoming a nurse coach, don't wait. The next start date is right around the corner and we don't want you to miss it. Oh, and one more thing. If you're looking to 10X your practice, check out the 2024 Nurse Coach Conference. It's going to be an epic gathering of hundreds of powerful healers as we all come together to elevate our practice and transform healthcare. Tickets for the 2024 Nurse Coach Conference are on sale now and we can't wait to see you there. All right, now let's get back to the episode. I mean, we have to have already told this story by now about like how when we went to our training to become a nurse coach, which was in person, we were supposed to be obligated to, on top of the training, pay for, you know, our food, our lodging and all of this stuff. And in order to make it work in the state that we were at, we popped up a tent and we slept in the rainy, rainy, rainy Pacific Northwest and we made it work to be able to do it on our own kind of loved it on our own dime yeah and and we kind of loved it because we're that because <laughs> we're that kind of people that that sort of fit our lifestyle a little better than than the alternative anything else there like i know we've kind of talked about going from nurse coach and how we how we built it all up and, and to where we are right now but anything else that you want to say about that transition from nurse to nurse coach the only other piece that feels like a really pivotal moment for me um, was simply that, you know, even after becoming a nurse coach, when I learned about what it was and I started practicing with people and I had these clients and I felt like, hey, this this is what I'm talking about. Like, I love doing this work. I'm good at this work. I still, 
even after I got my nurse coach board certification in hand, I had some questions or thoughts or doubts on like, is this how important is this work? Is there really room in the grand scheme of healthcare to for this to be needed? Because it was so new and it was so fringe and I didn't really know any other nurse coaches doing the work at the time. And then I had another experience, um, one of those like very, very life altering moments, which was walking into, I still like remember it so, so vividly of walking into the hospital and getting a phone call, like that kind of phone call that- You're walking into the hospital to go to work. To go to work, yes. And getting that phone call that like every single human dreads getting in their lifetime. And I picked it up and it was another hospital state away in California telling me that my mom had had a heart attack and that she was in the cath lab at the moment and they didn't know what was going to happen in the next hour. But the next hour would tell. And she had gone in with a 99% occluded circumflex coronary artery, which sounds pretty bad, but I didn't really know what that meant. And the nurse said, I think she's going to make it out of this alive. But what that means is if she had come in one minute later, gotten to the hospital one minute later, she probably wouldn't be here right now. So you can imagine what that's like to be dressed in scrubs and supposed to be getting there and serve people and, and take on your patients and it was just this moment of all, all that we see on a daily basis as nurses hitting home in such a different way. And so thankfully, I'm able to end this story by saying, like, my mom is doing great. She's alive and well. And from that experience of having, first of all, just this close to home, terrible, terrible scare of someone suffering and nearly dying from a disease of lifestyle, a disease or a occurrence that that didn't have to happen if she had had knowledge and education and coaching to be living and eating and moving and meditating and all the things in a different way to have gone through that experience on the personal side really shifted things for me and and then spending three days and three nights in the hospital with her and being on the patient side I saw what I already knew to be true from the nurse's side but I never experienced it from the other role which was that not a single provider not a single nurse not a single person in that hospital had a moment to connect with her, to coach with her, to talk to her about the food that she was eating and the way she was moving her body, anything that she was going to do differently after she left on the hospital. So they just sent her on their way. And then I don't know if you remember this, but like I made it my mission because after she got out of the hospital, I was like, okay, I need to get her, you know, a team of people, a, a nutritionist, a personal trainer, like all of these things that that was before I learned you can't force someone to do anything. And I just thought I could fix all of the things by finding all of the right people. But I was so frustrated because I couldn't find the person that I was looking for to help her, to help her heal, to help her get her life and her health back. 
And I realized that the reason was, is because everything was so siloed, right? I had to pick one person to help with food, one person to help with movement, one person to help with stress. And what I was looking for was a nurse coach. And in that moment that I became so desperate to find a nurse coach was also, I think, the moment that I became so passionate and excited about becoming a nurse coach and about this possibility of every nurse becoming a nurse coach so that we can serve and support people in that in that way that I needed so badly in that moment. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's tough to talk about still, really tough. How did you leverage that excitement, uh, not that excitement, but that um, that newfound passion to, because you were in the midst of training to become a nurse coach. So like, how did you leverage that newfound passion and understanding of the need to start to build your practice? I just went all in. I just went all in and I decided this is the moment to be fearless. It's almost like, you know, when you face the scariest thing, right? Like for me, I'm so close to my mom. She's one of my best friends. Like to the to almost lose her is one of the scariest things that could happen to me. And so after that, having that perspective, there's <laughs> fear. Fear takes a different meaning. And it's like, the things that I was afraid of, of, well, what if I'm not good at being a nurse coach? It suddenly didn't feel as important. It was like, well, what if I am? And what if I can go try and do this important thing? The fear of what if people don't really need this or what if people aren't willing to pay for this? I was like, I was so desperate to throw any quantity of money at the right person to help my mom that I now and I'm not a person who tends to spend money, you know, frivolously or without thinking about it. So I now ha like I was my living proof that I didn't need to have that fear because of how necessary it was and how willing people once they understood it would be to pay for it. And and coaching people. Right. Those are all things that I was afraid of. I was it's it's tough to put yourself in front of people and do something new or when you're starting a business and a practice. Right. The idea of asking people for money if you've never done that before. All of those fears felt like completely manageable and fears that I could easily take a risk on and try it out and see what happens because my family member's life wasn't at stake on the other side of it. In fact, the only thing that was at stake on the other side of it was the potential for me to continue to be unhappy in my life and in my role as a nurse. And the fear of continuing to live like that for me was a lot bigger than the fear that I wouldn't succeed in any of these other roles. Cool. So it almost like put all of the other fears into really great perspective for you and made them way, way more manageable. Exactly. I think that's awesome. Thank you for sharing all that. And I think it's really nice to be able to hear just that trajectory because I think our stories are vastly different, but they end up in the same place. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about nurse coaching is like, there's so many different stories of people coming into this work but the end result is similar, which is that we all like love being healers. We love being inside this work and we want to pursue it. So, And I think so many people who know me inside of the Nurse Coach Collective, you know, they are always telling me, I love your energy. I love your enthusiasm. You're so positive, you know, and I can go on these Facebook lives or whatever. And I, I, I do. I bring it. I bring all of myself. But it's important to know this side of things, too. Right. Like that hasn't always been 
the energy that I was able to bring to life and to bring to nursing. Nurse coaching gave me this energy and nurse coaching taught me to be excited about the work that I do. So nurse coaching is clearly super important to you for so many different reasons. And you show up with this huge energy because it feeds you and fuels you. What else is important to you in your life practice? What else is important to you that most people don't know about? Man, what's most important to me is it still is people. It's my people. Always, always. My family, my friends, the people that I love, the people in my community. I live and breathe for you. You know, I, I really do. It's, I consider myself a very empathetic person, a very compassionate person, a very people person. That doesn't mean that I'm always like super outgoing and social. Sometimes I'm also very introverted, but where my deepest values lie um, is always going to be around how can I be the best person and the best support and the best like, you know, lifter upper for the people in my life that that are the most important to me. Yeah, you're super good at that. Thanks. <laughs> what else? Let us in my my passion, my second love, or maybe it is my first love because it was here far before I do about nurse coaching. Um, is travel. I love travel so much. Uh, I have been fortunate to go to many different countries and visit many different places in the world. Something about getting to know new people, new places, new cultures, new food, and also combine that with like just getting out of the day to day. It's a really interesting thing that happens to me when I travel. It's like the the heather that is the professional in this realm or the, the heather that's here in my own home is different than the Heather who gets off that plane is in a foreign country and, you know, trying on a new language and walking around. Uh, I carry myself a little differently. I give myself permission to be more free in a certain way. So I love travel and I also love learning from travel to try to like bring that free spirited version of myself into the, into the here and now, into the everyday, even when I'm doing, you know, a little bit more mundane things. <laughs> Favorite place you've traveled to in the last five years? I feel like my favorite place is always the last place that I've been to because I get super stoked on it. So we just got back from a trip in New Zealand, which was pretty amazing. New Zealand's like a bucket list it trip. Is, it is New Zealand, but you know, you talked about New Zealand in your episode, so I'm trying to say something different. <laughs> I'm trying to say something different unique. on mine. <laughs> I would say, I want to say Greece now, but you talked about Greece. I don't really go too deep into it. I loved Greece. I loved going to all the touristy places that everybody told me not to go to because they're too touristy, but we went anyway. And I loved going off the beaten path to some of those spots where it was pretty much just nothing to do except for hop out of the hotel and go kite surfing for the day and then eat some Greek salad for dinner. <laughs> the simple life. Actually... Some of my favorite places that I have traveled are not the international adventures. They are literally in our backyard in the Pacific Northwest. Some of like any time I have to or I get to close my eyes and go to my happy place. It is always one of our backpacking spots where we've gone camping up in the mountains. I mean, if I love travel this much, I love camping backpacking outdoor adventuring maybe like even this much 
Ooh, maybe, a little bit maybe more. more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just being outside. Yeah. I think it really allows us to like connect, like disconnect. You know, we spend a lot of time, so much time around technology and serving and supporting others. And that's like our time. Oh, I just Whoa. know. I know where it is. Yeah. My favorite travel spot, the Kalalau Trail in Kauai. Kalalau Trail. Yeah. Yes. The 12 mile, one of the most dangerous backpacking trails in the world. There's literally this spot where it's called Crawler's Ledge and it's about three feet wide and you have a 50 pound pack on and then there's... Below you is... 3,000 feet and then there's the ocean. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, so the journey to get there was probably one of the most physically challenging things I'd say we have done in quite some time and the destination was the most magical place like the sense of peace there sense of peace jurassic park style mountains in the back the most beautiful ocean and no service nothing to do (laughs) nothing to do maybe that's why you love backpacking no service just a book kindle chill what's something that you generally don't want people to know about you I'm very much still a work in progress. <laughs> and it sounds silly and it sounds cliche because I think I actually, you know, I think actually I do want people to know this about me because I want everybody to know that it's okay to be a work in progress. But I mean that about myself in the truest capacity, like in in every sense. I'm still very much a work in progress. As a nurse coach, I have so much more to learn. I have so many more ways to grow and get better and continue to hone my skills. I'm still very much a work in progress as a partner. You know, we we grow and learn and have to adapt every single day. And as a friend and as a daughter and as a sister and all of these things, I think I'm really great in all of those roles, but I am certainly not perfect. And I'm a work in progress just like everyone else. So, well, I think we have a few community questions. So, posted this up in the uh, most amazing part of social media Facebook group, which is the Nurse Coach Collective Facebook group. Uh, if you are any part like, oh, man, I just don't like Facebook. You guys, you got to just go on there and then you can literally just make your whole feed. Just be a part of that one group and it will lift your soul. It'll lift your practice in crazy ways. So here we have uh, quite a few questions. Okay, let's dive in. From Danielle, before dabbling into nurse coaching and becoming the ultimate master of nurse coaching, <laughs> did you ever consider leaving your nursing career altogether? And if so, what would you have done if you left nursing? Well, hopefully from what I just shared, you know, I'm not the ultimate master of nurse coaching. I still believe that I have a long, long way to go yes, yes, yes. before Humility. mastering the skill. Yeah. And hopefully from sharing my story it's clear that I definitely thought about leaving nursing. I fantasized about it almost every day, sitting in my car, waiting in the parking lot for the very last minute until I had to go clock in. And I would think about, what if I just didn't? You know, I would go on lunch break and what if I just didn't go back? (laughs) I mean, truly, I would walk through these fantasies in my mind. And What would I have done otherwise? I mean, I think that's the big reason why I didn't leave is because I didn't really know. I didn't I didn't have something else that I was truly convinced would be fulfilling for me. I thought about being a photographer, being a traveling photojournalist and going to amazing places and taking pictures and telling stories. Um, I thought about 
moving to the Caribbean and working as a bartender on the beach. That was mine. <laughs> that was yours? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe we would have met that way, too. Yours were cooler. <laughs> yours were cooler. Wildlife photographer. Awesome. All right. Next up from Jessica. What's one of your most significant favorite moments when you pushed through fear and resistance, fear or resistance, and not only came out stronger, but it blew your mind? The most recent thing that I can think of in my personal life, non-nurse coaching related, was learning to kite surf, which you've talked a bit about how challenging that is. And I think for me, it was a hundred times more challenging. I know that's not fair. It was challenging in a different way. I know that's not fair to say. But yeah, learning a new physical skill as an adult was so, so challenging for me. I've always been very athletic. I played soccer my whole life. I really identify as an athlete through and through. And then being thrown into this sport that was the hardest sport that I've ever done and suffering through it while also the whole time you're learning, you have a coach, right? You have a, a teacher there to make sure you're safe and doing it, doing it right. And that pressure of somebody there continuously watching me not be good at something was so mentally and emotionally challenging in a way that I never would have expected. And I wanted to give up so many times like this can't possibly be worth it. Um, but I pushed through and I kept going and mind blown at the world that it has opened up to me. It is like now I can walk on water. I can fly on water and I can be out there. You can do huge jumps. I can do huge jumps. I can jump over giant turtles and just be out there and be like, what's up, turtle? And it's like just this new way of experiencing the world and the environment around me um, that has blown my mind. And the learning from that is like to get to these experiences that are truly rewarding and that are truly mind-blowing. You got to put in the work. And sometimes the work is mentally, physically, emotionally, very, very challenging. And it's okay to cry a couple times along the way. <laughs> so kite surfing, how about in professional world? What's something that you had to put through a lot of fear and resistance in order to, and then it blew your mind? So another thing that many people don't know about me and maybe the dynamic between the two of us of when we got started and when we were creating the Nurse Coach Collective was I was very excited about it and I was 90% in, but I was 10% full of all of my hard lines for things that I would never do because they were currently way too far outside of my comfort zone. So do you remember this saying like, yeah, I think it's a great idea for us to create a course, but I will never be on camera. I am not comfortable with that. I do not want to be on camera. Well, turns out then we started recording all these course videos, which required me to be on camera. And I had to just throw that one out the window. And then I said, well, what I will never do is it. I will never do public speaking. I will never live in real time stand on a stage and talk in front of people that is just too far out of my comfort zone. And then fast forward to a couple of years later, standing on stage in front of 250 nurse coaches leading the most epic nurse coach conference. And you know what? I loved it. And that was mind blowing. Not only that I could do these big scary things that at one point were my like hard line in the sand. Nope, I'm never going to do that. But 
not only did I prove to myself, yes, I can do those things, I proved to myself that I love doing those hard things. They fulfill me in ways that I never would have known about if I wasn't willing to try. There's so much like back end work that goes into like overcoming those fears. But uh, yeah, the payoff's awesome. And I think what we learned is avoid superlatives. (laughs) Never (laughs) Never say say never. never. From Ashley, what was that one powerful conversation that first sparked your dreams for the Nurse Coach Collective? Could have been any number of powerful conversations that you and I had um, where I really rode on the tales of your dream and your vision for sure I remember so many of those and powerful because you challenged me because you would you challenged me to not sit in indecision and to not sit in fear and in a lot of ways you were kind of my first nurse coach in that capacity to really push me outside of my comfort zone and say you don't have to do this this is your life this is you are empowered to make whatever decision you want to from here but you have the choice to stay where you are or you have the choice to do something differently which path do you choose and I had never been talked to like that I had never been given that kind of power and permission over my own life and yeah I gotta say that was probably the I don't know if I can pinpoint one moment because I feel like it was a series of conversations that needed to happen again and again um but I'll give you credit for that one sweet What's your favorite song to sing with me? Who asked that question? Jill from Jill. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. I was like, who knows about who knows about the fact that we've been singing together? Yep. So you got to talk about on your last episode your love of music and being a musician. And I too love music. I'm so grateful that you know how to sing. I think that's like such a fun way to spend evenings in any downtime it's like a secret break that we have it's like, yo, let's cool. just jam for like 10 minutes yeah when we get to like our breaking point in work like okay let's just relax and sing a song for a minute and then we'll go back to it <laughs> so what is it go to song ed sheeran thinking out loud beautiful harmonies also may be the song that we sang at our wedding so has a, <laughs> has a little bit of emotional significance for me from Samantha, what do you still find challenging in your professional life? It's still very, very challenging for me to, and so this is a good practice right here, being asked questions on the fly. It's really challenging for me to think really, really quickly. And I much prefer to have plenty of time and space to like process, to reflect, to write things down and Coaching has really pushed me, right? You have to be in the moment. You have to play in the moment and respond quickly with your clients. But that within is within a reasonable time frame. Within a reasonable time frame. But that's still something that I struggle with professionally is like moving really quickly and just being willing to not perseverate on something and wait until it's perfect and instead go for good enough and also be willing to trust myself and, and speak without needing to sit and think about it for Way too long. Way too long. I know sometimes it drives you absolutely bonkers. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a Lupitas familial trait. <laughs> All right, we got time for two more. What have you done recently to hone your skill set as a nurse coach? As a nurse coach, I have learned that every single moment of every single day is an opportunity to hone nurse coaching skills, right? Every conversation is an opportunity to connect with somebody on a deeper level to learn about someone and about something you don't know yet 
to practice curiosity. So for me, I think it's less about taking another course or reading another book, which I'm doing all the time, but instead it's about finding a way to maximize every single moment and every single interaction to practice, right? Practice the art of nurse coaching um, on those kind of micro interactions throughout the day, perhaps on a more tangible level. I'm not sure if we've talked about this too much before, but we have been in the process of creating what could essentially be called the second edition of the Nurse Coach Collective. So basically taking everything that we wrote and created half a decade ago and rewriting it, refilming it, refreshing it. And so what that means is an epic deep dive into like 2000 references, citations, all of the evidence, honing all the skills, determining, you know, what matters most. And that has all been, again, a humbling experience of like almost relearning everything from the ground up. Yeah, it's like how some of our nurse coaches will ask us, can I take the course again, you know, in the future? Do I still have access to it because I want to take it again in six months? And yes, you can. And you have such a different experience when you come back to it six months later. And so I'm having such a different experience coming back to recreating this course five years later. It's like learning everything anew. Awesome. Well, second edition of the Nurse Coach Collective coming out. I'm excited to see what that looks like. I don't think we've talked about that yet. Uh, so now we are putting out in the world officially. Cats out of the bag. Expect to hear in the next, next few months. We're super stoked on that. And finally, our last question from Kathleen. What do you say to someone who's afraid of investing in themselves due to fear of failure? I say look that fear square in the eyes and do it anyway. Because whether it's fear of failure or fear of the million other things there are in this world to be afraid of, there's always going to be a potential reason to hold you back from choosing to invest in yourself. And I'm not just talking financial investment. I mean time, I mean energy. Your resources are precious and they are finite. But what could possibly be more important to invest in than yourself, than your growth, than your life, than your fulfillment, and then your happiness? I don't think there's anything more important than intentionally feeling empowered to say yes to invest in yourself. Well said, Heather. Well said. Nurses, nurse coaches, Heather Lapidus, co-founder of the Nurse Coach Collective. Heather, thank you for letting us into your brain, your heart, and your soul here today. It's really, really awesome getting to hear a little bit more about your story, hearing a little bit more of your personable things that make you, you outside of nurse coaching alone, but all of it working together to really create an incredible nurse coach, an incredible healer, an incredible person. Thanks for your questions and thanks everyone for your questions. Heck yeah, nurse coaches, nurses. If y'all want to learn more, nursecoachcollective.com is a great place to learn more about me, about Heather, about the Nurse Coach Collective, the work that we do, the amazing nurses on our team, the amazing nurse coaches in our world. Y'all, we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to nursecoachcollective.com where you can start your journey to becoming a nurse coach and get in on the most transformative specialty in nursing. Create more freedom and fulfillment in your career and connect with some of the coolest nurses on the planet. We've got a free training and tons of resources to help you get started. So go to nursecoachcollective.com. That's nursecoachcollective.com.